press play. Curtain of an hour in. It's time to take a spin. The shade and tea to spill. Ooh, drama. Oh, that's a tweet. Did they book? Who got nom? They option no. Oh, I'm not well. What, what star will we talk to today? Oh, that's a gag, honey. Say no more. Drama. Drama. Welcome to Drama, a podcast that covers theater, pop culture, love, and life in, in New, New York, York City, City and, and the, world. the world. Dylan, it is a February day. It is, and, and it is a beautiful, snowy day here in Cleveland, Ohio, where we're continuing to quarantine. Can you believe it's almost been a year? No, and I can't talk about it. We were both having such an out-of-body experience last night. I know. Because I keep this journal. It's like a three years. You can see what you've done like three years in a row. It's like a gratitude journal. Actually, it's it's by Marie Kondo. It's, you know, who does like the life-changing oh, magic. Oh, I forgot about her. Up. Yeah. Yeah, but I I got it right. She when had you had a you. moment. <laughs> she did. Everyone was like, Spark. Where is she now? I don't know. Netflix gave her her, her chance, but they didn't renew her for a second They season. Marie Kondo'd Marie Kondo. <laughs> I can't. I cannot. Our guest had to get up and take five. I'm shaking. Okay. So anyway, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So I keep this journal that shows me like what I did a year ago, what I did the year before, because I have to write in it every night. Mm -hmm. And I'm starting to see my final memories of like pre-pandemic world. And it is just, it's out of, like I said, an out-of-body experience to be going on a year. That I it's know. like, oh my God, we've literally been inside for a year. And, you know, I'm famously like so COVID conscious. I'm like the last person on earth that still takes it so seriously. <laughs> and so I really do feel like it's been a, but we keep calling it the lost year, but it anyway. Is, it is. Well, you know, what's caught it in us through this year has been all of the movies, the film, the television, everything. And the Golden Globe nominations came out this past week. Yes, and they did. Yes, the good, the bad, the rude, the racist, but so many different things just to be said about it. But we can start with the good. I mean, Chadwick Boseman getting his flowers for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. He was so good in that movie. I know. It's, it is his the performance of his career. I'm so sad. I cannot believe we're not going to get another... Chadwick performance, you know? know? Oh my God. I literally just got I chill. was so in love with him too. It just, it hurts. It hurts. He was so hot also in De Five Bloods and so good. And that, that movie didn't get any nominations. What are some other good things about the <laughs> nominations? Well, I mean, three of the five best director nominations are women. I mean, remember a couple of years ago, Natalie Portman was like, here's the all male mm-hmm. best director nominees or whatever. So this is the sixth, seventh, and eighth best director, and they're women. So So they've nearly doubled the amount that have been nominated in the past with one nomination cycle. Yeah. And all three are amazing. All three are deserving. Oh my God, totally. I loved Promising Young Woman. I know some Mm -hmm. people are like, oh, the screenplay didn't work, or the script didn't work sometimes, but... I think the the suspension of disbelief has to be there for this this thrilling film. So oh yeah, oh yeah, and of course Regina King. What can't she do? I know. Oh my God, just so deserving. But unfortunately, the rest of the movie didn't get many nominations, which is just bizarre. It doesn't make any sense to me how the direction can get nominated, but then not the performances. I mean, it's so weird. It, it reminds me of last year when Parasite was nominated but they decided not to nominate any of the actors. It just reminds me that people of color to, to so many different voting bodies are just bodies. And the same mm. thing happened with Lovecraft Country this year. They didn't nominate Journey Smollett or anything like, like ridiculous. None of perform- but it, didn't it get nominated for Best Drama or Drama TV Series? One of those things, yeah. Crazy. I mean, and of course, the big, the huge snub to me is that I May Destroy You was completely left out and that show, I mean, I th- we talked about it on the pod when we were watching it last, like, summer fall. With, uh, the, on the Colton Ryan episode. On the Colton Ryan episode. It was one of the most original, real, difficult-to-watch TV programs. I mean, it made me realize things about, like, relationships and encounters that I've had in my life. It, it, I think everyone would learn from it and have to second-guess. And it was it was hard to watch. And it was it was, like, obviously, like the best art is looking in a mirror, right? And having it reflect back at you, so. But instead, Emily in Paris was nominated. (laughs) I know. The goofery, the goofery. 
Listen, I enjoyed Emily in Paris, but I definitely don't know why it, I don't think of it as like highbrow, award-worthy, you know? So that's where the, (laughs) we need to literally bring our guest in because she has, I love that she is like living for this. We need to just bring her in. Okay. I think it's time. Shall I do the honors? Because we have more to say about the Globes. We do. We do. We'll get About Emily in Paris, about all these films. I'm going to do it. Okay. Chicago in the House, our guest today, debuted on Broadway in the Sensation Six, the story of Henry VIII's legendary wives. She arrived on stage with style and sass, getting down as Anna of Cleves, the fourth wife. Her career has already taken her around the country, having appeared on the Memphis tour as Ethel, as well as originally in Beehive as Tina Turner, Ain't Misbehaving, Avenue Q, All Shook Up, The Wiz, Shrek the Musical, Rent, and more. She's sailed the seas on the Royal, are you seeing a theme here, Caribbean Cruise Line. You might even recognize her from her appearance on Empire. She's a dynamo, bursting with joy and grace in all she does, including her recent cameo in the Ratatouille musical as a rat queen. We are so excited to have this show-stopping star on the pod. Please welcome to drama, Britt Mack. Hi, guys. (laughs) Hello. We're so happy to have you. I'm so happy to be here. I'm exhausted listening to that resume. My God. <laughs> you've done it. You've done a lot. You've done it all. Yet there's so much more no to come. No wonder I'm like, oh, I'm 56. Like, I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. <laughs> you're, you're also a foster mother recently, which. <laughs> Why, Jesus? What? Whose idea? I literally blinked and I was like, yeah, I'll do it. And then I texted my mom and I was like, that's what I'm going to know. It was the next day after I got them. And I was like, guess what I did? And she was like, okay, see, what I don't understand is why you would do something like that. You know, first of all, your house is going to stink. Second of all, and I was like, wow, mom, wow. Now the gag is my mom adopted my three cousins. Okay. So I was like. First of all, my, I would first of, no, I didn't because I would never talk to my mother like that if I wanted to see the next moment in time. So no, I didn't do that. But right, right, I was right, like, right. ma, what? Then I showed her the video of her, of Jolene is mama pup's name. And she was like, wait, she's so beautiful. My mom oh. also has a chocolate lab named Handsome. Oh, what a cute name. He is stunning. I'll email you guys a picture and you'll be like, first Please. of all, stop it. And he's giving you everything you need in the photo. And I was like, mom, I think you're shallow. She was like, honey, I live my life. I can be shallow. You know, I love that. Like I raised five kids. It's by myself. It's fine. She sounds amazing. <laughs> oh, that's a whole nother conversation. But okay, how y'all doing? Britt, we are, we were like foaming at the mouth talking about these Golden Globe nominations. I mean, what are your thoughts on, on everything that came out this week? I think you guys have like hit the nail on the head with a lot of your thoughts about it. Can we talk about Leslie Odom though? I know. I could talk for hours. <laughs> And was he, he was the one, he sings the best song, right? That was nominated? Yes. He's unreal. We knew he was going to do great things after Hamilton. And he just has continued to, he was in, he was in Harriet. And was stunning in Harriet. It's, I think it's, I just, it goes to show you what happens when you stick to it and stick to like who you are. You know, he's not in his book. um, I think it was like what, Failing Up? Failing Upward? Yeah, yeah. Um, I've read it twice and it's, it's one of those things that I was kind of like, huh, because, because you learn, I've, I've been very familiar with him from film and TV and things like that. And so it was interesting listening to his, and I do audio books. And then I, I do like, um, you know, when you come from a time of, uh, read along books with the cassette tape and when you hear the, yeah. turn the page. So I was like, I, I listened to it twice and then I've read it twice. And so um, <laughs> when I, it, it was just so something to be like, 
oh, your journey has literally, oh, okay. But the, the important thing was that he stuck to his guns and stayed true to who he is as a performer. He's not a hoop and hollering, going to run down, riff you down, sing you down, type of send you to church type of singer. So by him staying exactly true to who he is, opened the door for Hamilton because his portrayal of Burr is what gave you the dynamic and the storytelling that we needed for. Because you, I like, mm-hmm. that's why you can't really imagine like there's so much storytelling there's so much in it that you have to be particular about that right and then the singing and all that can come later and i just appreciated that the consistency of the whole thing as an artist i yearn in the very core of myself to be consistent and remain consistent so to see it pay off is one of those things that you're like Mm -hmm. okay great so i'm on the okay so i'm doing the thing so seeing him you know, in multiple, you know, films and doing all these things. And then to finally get to see him doing his thing as Sam Cooke, like mm-hmm. who, who else? Who else? And I know it's perfect. It's wonderful. And all of them had to audition, which I love. Um, oh, I didn't yes, know that. Yeah. Everybody had to audition. Listen, Regina's going to make you work for it. He's gonna make mm-hmm. you work. Yeah. He's gonna make you work. I was like, okay, Regina, I'm ready, girl. Whatever you wanna, you know, because I'm sitting here, but they they gonna get adopted, so I'm ready. Yeah, <laughs> well deserving, oh. well deserving for sure. I was reading this amazing interview with Regina King just yesterday, actually, and she was talking about all of the different episodes of television that she has gotten to direct, like. I, I didn't even realize some of my favorite episodes of like Scandal, Insecure, like she is amazing. And also we know she's an incredible actress too. And I think it's just so cool to see her be able to have every plate spinning and it's perfectly spinning. I mean, and she's she's 49. She has like another half of her life to give us incredible work too. Oh. I'm so eager to not only work with her, but to see, you see how I keep putting that out there. Um, I love it. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to just see what else she's got going for her. Because, you know, Regina King's been in the game for a long, long time. So I, you know, growing up watching her in, in Poetic Justice and Friday and, you know, these like black culture classic films and she's worked with the best. So not only does she just, you can tell the impact that working with very specific directors has had on her in order for her to get to to, to be who she is, right? And so, because di- directing is just a, is a reflection of, I think, how you see life, right? And so mm-hmm. you just get an interesting kind of insight on her perspective of the world. And um, I, just, I, I just am so in awe of her and everything that she's done and what she's like still gonna do i was like Bridget, like stop it don't don't and and it didn't come at a sacrifice it didn't come as and not that she didn't not that it wasn't hard or wasn't tough but all and it's not even like all of a sudden she's here like the pace was like slow and steady and then she did her thing and then she'll come and give you a sensible performance and you're like did you just watch me wait a minute wait what Oh, yes. That was, wait, why wasn't that nominated for, wasn't that this year? I think it came out last fall. Oh, okay. I was going to say, here we, why isn't anyone talking about that? And she won an Oscar last, was it last year or two years ago for If Beale Street Could Talk? Two years ago. Two years ago. Yes, because, because last year, Laura Dern won for Marriage Story. Okay. 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 Yeah. Oh my God. She's amazing. And Britt, you were amazing. I'm going to ask you just, you know, you're, you're a foster mom for dogs. Are you well? How are you doing? I am well. Um, I take, you know what? I take it one day at a time, which is all I think any of us can do. Um, meaning any and everybody right now. Um, and, and, and that's all I could, that's all I could really say. I, I, it's very trendy to, you know, be like, Oh, I, Oh, I choose joy, you know, but I, (laughs) um, (laughs) listen, it's as a person who um, is seen to be like this, like, oh my God, Brent, oh my God, right? And so, and really how I feel on the inside is, baby, listen, okay? Because these mm-hmm. bills and the way, Cuomo, Cuomisha, I need you to get it together. 
listen. Not call me a shot. That's what she said. See, when she when, when she was going off on Trump, I was like, oh, call me at it again, y'all. Y'all not ready. Um, he's so sassy. I love everything about him. And then, <laughs> um, so so like, in in order for it to not get the best of me, right? Because I think that unfortunately. Um, the effects of the the quarantine and and the shutdown and all of that stuff has gotten the best of a lot of people. And I think what happened is we took it personally, right? Instead of, again, coming outside of yourself and thinking perspectively about that thing and saying, wait, this is something that literally happened to everybody, right? The shutdown happened to everybody. Yes, it was sixes opening night and whatever. But like, if I think about that thing, honey, I made my, the, the, the boot happened, you know, like February, what, right. 13, 14th, whatever that day was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, huh. And I've been with the show for over a year. So being able to share her, our, our preview audiences were lit. Like uh, Lena Waithe came and Gerard Butler came. He stood up at the end of my song, y'all. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, it's part of like, my what? Yeah. He's so sweet. We're best friends. We're not. Um, we could be. <laughs> he's so sweet and he's so tall. So again, I'm. I am well. I could be a whole lot worse. There are people who are like the actual struggle is real. It makes you rethink some of the stuff we would say. The honey, the struggle is real. All of that is wasn't. Mm-hmm. We're now. <laughs> so you know, yes. you be aware, more aware of what you say. Um, so, so all of those things, I am well, I um, have met and had the opportunity to, you know, do incredible podcasts like this, meet you guys. Like I would not have met, like, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. I probably would not have met you guys, would not have met Michael, would not have, you know, been a part of so many incredible, all these festivals, the JTF, the junior theater festival, like all of these things had this not happened right and so it's a way i think there's a way to think about it i think broadway needed healing and so and this had to happen for it i think um it was the right time for the black american community to be heard um and to be taken seriously um about things that that we've been trying to say um and and unfortunately the the events that led up to the huge massive Black Lives Matter movement had to happen in order for these things to, right? And let's be honest, if the pandemic wouldn't have happened, it would have just blown over, mm-hmm. right? Honestly. Yeah. So I think that um, every everything had to happen. Everything had to happen in order for us to, to be right here. So um, I'm a perspective thinker in that way. So I am good i'm well i'm fine um and as long as i kind of just take it every day i pray every day i meditate every day i drink every day um and so we're fine gotta do what you gotta do so we're, <laughs> so we're <good>. <laughs> <laughs> wait oh my god i have a quick question so you six is legendarily the show that was supposed to open the night that broadway shut down um and i am wondering did you have a dress and where is it now <laughs> did i have a dress you were going to gag the children with this, like, opening Penny. night. <laughs> Listen, okay? Y'all wasn't going to be able to handle it for Ugh. me. What dress? That's the gag. It was fabric. Um, No, I think... <laughs> Where's the lie? Um, I did have a dress. It was everything. And, you know, maybe at this time around the opening night, maybe she'll like have a date other than her mom and her brother. Like, who knows? Somebody to you never know. Dress. I mean, you know, oh, wow. that's another thing this quarantine may have brought or not. I'm shaking. I love that. I love that. That's drama. <laughs> that, that is drama. We are fast approaching Valentine's Day. And... I think we just got a scoop here. So, you know, Broadway.com, Playbill, start the presses. We have an exclusive here that you have to listen to drama to get. I'm I'm happy for you because dating in the pandemic for me, I mean, I mentioned this at the beginning. I've been so like scared of, you know, leaving home. <laughs> but a lot a lot of people have made it work. Oh my gosh. So first of all, not that she's been out here in these in these COVID streets. Okay. Right, right, right. Cause I don't do that. I don't believe in that. I actually m- met this person 
through. Remember, I was talking about like events and stuff that I had done. Yeah. There was like this thing that had came about and I was like, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Then I was like, all right, cool. I'll do it. And then I did it. And then it was a conversation on the phone at first. And then I was like, oh, okay. And um, he was very kind and very like, how are you? But how's your heart? But like, how are you? And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, white man, I need you to stop. Cause he was very like, <laughs> like that on the phone. And I was like, what's the radio voice? Okay. Then we did a Zoom and I was like, hey. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, you know your angles, you know your angles too. Listen, honey, all of a sudden she was like, so yeah. <laughs> your lip gloss was popping. The gloss needed to pop, okay? <laughs> Cause I was like, dang, I ain't put no beat on, I ain't got no eyebrows on, no lashes, nothing. Um, and then the rest is, and then here we are. So it kind of started like, uh, so we'll see. But co- dating during these COVID times, it, you know what it, you know what it is, Connor. It's gonna help the ones who are like serious, depending on what you want. If you're like, no, I like in dating to like not be out here in these streets. I don't want exclusivity. You know, you know your value, you know your worth. So if that's what you want, dating during these COVID times, we'll definitely do that. We'll be like the ones who aren't serious. They're like move around. And then the ones who are like, no, but like, cause your skin is baby skin. So, and I like that. And they're like, uh-huh. around, cause Connor low key, you have baby skin. Like I can't even. Oh, you know, made his Brett, listen, I need to tell you something. And you can kind of see that I have like a shiny forehead situation going on, but my friend, Jimmy, also known as Poot, recommended this Glossier product to me and it has changed my shiny skin situation. I mean, I'm I my life has changed and you've made my you've made my day. I'm like gagged. Whatever it is, it's working. I love a good glow to the skin because the shine, the oils keeps you young. Okay. Yes. That's the key to black pigment, y'all. Cause we be oily. So it and then so the wrinkle, like what wrinkles? Yeah. Like, 45, like you'll never know. You see what I'm saying? So Oh, I love it. You are so world you just know things. I always say I'm the same age as my mama. She saw something in me really young, um, which I'm not gonna jump the gun, but she saw something in me super young and then kind of like helped steer me and guide me along the way so having that but I wasn't the only one in private school like my brother was in private school as well Edwin he was he went to Mount Carmel for football like you know I'm all of us are artists and creatives and all of these things in in multiple different ways my sister's a writer my little sister was like the spelling bee champion thing and I was oh like Barry Akila and the bee listen honey and she, it was like nothing for her like I wish she had like technique it was like oh double dutch i'm gonna learn this way all of that now <laughs> yeah 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 she was just literally like what's the word what's the origin okay and was just like blah 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 and i was like i don't even know what you just said girl but go get it <laughs> so yeah it was fun it was an adventure growing up with all these different personalities and then having a mom that was so supportive that was like oh y'all just do your thing and if this is what you want to do keep at it and made sure that we were consistent and diligent about what it is that we wanted to do and if that was the case then we were going to work hard mm. you know what I mean like if you, yeah. my brother would be like yeah my, like if he's sitting down on a Saturday she's like I'm sorry you're in the house go outside and run I'll see you in about 30 minutes <laughs> and he and he was one of the fastest runners in the state so Wow. There you go. Wow. How amazing. I, your mother sounds like the best. So I'm wondering, we've talked a little bit about like where, you know, your trajectory took you. And we like to ask all of our guests kind of about the moment where that began. We call it a ring of keys moment inspired by Fun Home. It's kind of like that moment of recognition where you, you know, maybe saw a theatrical production or were watching television or the movie surfers, whatever it could be. And you realize, oh my gosh, I really want to be a part of that. I need that in my life. We call it a ring of keys moment. Do you feel like you have one, Britt? Absolutely. Um, I was very young. Because of PBS, I was able to watch a lot of musicals. Um, They happen really late at night, um, on the weekends specifically. But, you know, I will never forget, you know, my mom (laughs) sitting me in front of the TV and was like, sit down. 
I didn't really have a choice now that I think about it. She sat me down and I'm sitting there watching this screen for what felt like 17 hours. Um, and it just kept changing colors and changing colors and changing colors. And I was like, this is great. It don't take much to amuse me. Um, and she, she sat there with me. She was like, and just kind of sat me down and let me watch this screen. And then all I know is there was just men with legs and there was a lot of snapping and whistling. And to this day, I can't whistle. Um, and then all of a sudden they were like on basketball courts and they were just doing, just running. And I was like, what is happening? Uh-huh. And of course we know it's West Side Story. Mm-hmm. So I just was so moved by the overture and these color changing screens that I was like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. Yeah. I saw Yentl. Oh, yeah. Um, and then, which I was like, yeah, I can be Bob Streisand. <laughs> Literally in my brain. Then, so, so, and then I started. And before that, I was introduced to Shirley Temple very young. Mm. Um, quite actually singing like, come along and follow me. Like singing the codfish ball, just ready to go. And my, uh, I will never forget. Then, then, then you're also like young and black, right? So I grew up watching, you know, what's happening, good times, uh, uh, the Jeffersons, you know, black culture on TV. And, and so uh, I went to my mom and I was like, so I want to be Gary Coleman and Shirley Temple when I grow up. <laughs> she was like, okay. And it all went from there. And the rest is literally history. My first musical that I performed in um, was Oliver. And I'm, I promise you, when we did, when we opened and did uh, Food Glorious Food, first of all, I loved hot dogs and mustard. So hot sauce, I just felt like I was sane. You know, I was like, oh my God, hot sausage and mustard. Yes. And I remember being like, anytime I get to sing about food and I was sharing the stage with all these kids and it was epic to me. So yeah, that in, it was like, all right, here we go. Now, funny story is that I was a lot older doing Oliver, but I was so very petite. I blended in and was no problem. And they were like, wait a minute, you're literally 29. (laughs) Okay, girl. So, um, and my voice was very mature because I also grew up watching uh, The Little Rascals, the original black and white, our gang. So you watch those and you see these kids and they're just like, baby face. And I'm just like, oh. That's how you, okay, that's Broadway. That's Broadway. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? And all the shoulders and Debbie Reynolds and, and mm. uh, Fred and Kendrick. Like, I grew up watching that. My mom was like, sit down, sit down, sit down. So it wasn't even like, oh, I'm a, you know how now they're they're like, I'm a dancer, actor, singer, or actor, singer, dancer. In my brain, you had to be all of them equally because that's what I saw, except Babs. Babs was just serving you, period. Yes. So I was like, oh. But she don't, but she could roller skate. So, hey, (laughs) that was fine. And it was just certain things that impacted me. All I knew is that I had to do all of it. I had to know how to dance. I had to know how to sing. I had to know how to act. I don't really know what that is, but I think I'm funny. And here we go. So that's kind of like a combination of everything that kind of sent me on the upward trajectory of music theater. I love that because oftentimes we... I mean, everyone's ring of keys moment is so different, but we ask all of our guests this question and then people ask Dylan and I like, oh, what are your ring of keys moments? And it's the same for me. It's like a million different things put into one, you know, the first musical you saw, the television shows you consumed, those couple movie stars where you're like, oh, they do it all. So I love that, Brit. And And then you get to Broadway and you are killing it as this iconic queen yes we actually saw one of the last previews we were there it was the week before the shutdown so it was like the march like maybe second or third i believe it was actually a big press day for y'all like there was maybe like filming happening inside the theater um because everyone was it was a two-show day and it was like a press day i believe um and we rushed my boyfriend and i rushed to the show and those rush seats were close. So we got to see it all up in front. And it was such an amazing show. And I just knew it was going to take Broadway by storm. <laughs> and it will. It still will. <laughs> it will. 
And you were, of course, one of the standouts. Absolutely incredible. And I will say, I never really connected with Anna of Cleves on the London recording. It's more of a live, especially with the House of Holbein song. Um, And you slayed. Thank you. The show helps to tie it together. Mm -hmm. Um, What you'll find is, little Easter egg, is that... um, Toby, the 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 original re- studio recording is just that. Like the idea was to make it like this, like oh, we went in the studio and like set and like drop these, drop this album, right? And so the idea was to have a studio recording, which would be completely separate than a cast recording. Mm. It would that that the point is to have both. Um, and and that the experiences, um, audio-wise, they're going to be very, very different. So that the point was to just like drop these songs and everybody be like, this is literally a bop. And mm-hmm. did I use that right? I just learned that. Did I use that right? Did I say that? You did. You, you slayed did. it, yes. <laughs> My sister called me old the other day and I was like, <laughs> so I was like, and so she gave me like vocabulary time. Um, so yeah, so that, that's kind of the point. And what I love about Cleves is that she, first of all, she's just like a freaking boss. Like she's a boss. And when you saw the show, Dylan, you saw like, kind of like how in everybody's business she isn't. Uh-huh. Subtext is girl bad. Mm-hmm. I can't girl. What? and she is the life of the party she is very solid and grounded as a character and um she came from an incredible household very forward thinking for the time um religious freedoms and things like that like her brother believed one thing she believed another thing and of course this is all under like the Christian faith, but if that's when you start to see the mm-hmm. denominations start to break down, right? And so um, you got Catholics, you got Protestants, like it starts to do this thing. And they were very, she came from a very liberal household and had a and had an older brother. And so she and I had a lot of similarities that I was able to kind of pull from. And so my Cleves um, has a lot of influences from her brother and um that they had this like really awesome relationship and my brother and i have very my brother Mm -hmm. brandon and i have very (laughs) we we have become very close over the years um especially as adults and um but we've always been best friends because he would you know it's the Mm -hmm. sibling thing like he does something and you know, I'm like, stop, ah. And he's like, just like punch me in the head. And I'm just like, ow. And then my mom's like, what happened? And I'm like, nothing. <laughs> and so. <laughs> we get it. Like, you know, <laughs> I mean, that's not okay. That's abuse. That's like, no, he loves me. Oh my God. So, um, dear friend. But so, so I was able to kind of bring a lot of my family dynamic to Cleves because you know, like I mentioned, my mom gave us a lot of liberties. And even though I am a believer, um, she was like, listen, find your own path. Like, do your mm. thing, shawty. Whatever you feel like you want to believe, do you, boo-boo. <laughs> um, but whatever you do, love everybody. And if you don't, we need to have mm. a talk. You know, mm. whatever that faith is, whatever it is that you want to believe in, it has to be rooted in love. And if it's not, you need to, then then I'm interjecting, right? So, um, yeah, wow. man, it's 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 one of those things that I was like, oh yes, man. my mom, she's she's something else. So so I was able to like bring even even a lot of my own personal things to Cleve. So a lot of what you see is me, um, but it's so much of her, and it's just like history of 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 who she who she was outside of just being one of like you know, Henry's little bop bops on the list that he was like, mm-hmm. check, check, type yeah. of situation. She was her own person and had her own ideas and all these things. So um, I think Cleese is like the original shot caller, <laughs> you know? I love, I love her. Then you find out how all the queens are like connected and all these things. The process, y'all, was crazy. We realized that like, like, um, Catherine Parr ends up marrying Jane Seymour's brother. 
So that was Tom when she goes, dear Tom. Oh, I know. I, I never put that together. That's who she's talking about. So Tom is actually Jane Seymour's brother. And like, so your uh, Anne of Cleves was present at Anne Boleyn's daughter, who is Queen Elizabeth. Yeah. Her coronation. <laughs> Um, like, yeah, like everybody's all that Catherine Howard and Anne of Cleves were very, very close. Um, some say there was a little something between them, which I was like, oh, oh, I love that. I'm sure the six, <laughs> the six stands on the internet probably love that tidbit. Listen, and there are a lot of, there are a lot of things that, um, so, so, so us learning, we, during the rehearsal process, we had to do, it was like projects. And so having directors that were like fresh out of uni, we were like, listen, I haven't done a poster board and I don't know how long. Like a trifold, like. Full on Venn diagram. Like, how are we all connected? If she could be a seasoning, what would she be? Like. Oh, wow. Listen, so Anna Cleves is cumin because cumin is an active ingredient in taco seasoning, which is why I think everybody loves taco seasoning and tacos. Hey, we'll take it. I love that. Everybody loves Anne, but you don't know until you're like, wait. I feel like she's one of the less, like, I didn't have any name recognition with her. Like, everyone knows Anne Boleyn. Mm -hmm. You know, you might know Jane Seymour. But that was was something that was new to me. Yeah. For sure. You're just like, what? One thing I find that uh, the kids, the kids, like her because her song is a whole like swag and a bop, mm-hmm. um, which was fun bringing Chicago swag to that song for me, um, which is kind of like where my brother kind of kicks in at because the way that I'm literally being my brother. Um, when he think he real cute and he'd be like, Bree, yo, I'm wearing this suit. And I'm like, hi. <laughs> so I'm literally feeling myself being my brother. Um, but I, I love that like, the adults really learn to appreciate her because when you hear her story that it all becomes about worth, right? Mm-hmm. And physically, mm-hmm. and that is the root. And unfortunately, a lot of what we deal with, especially in our industry, but young girls, young boys, it's about the our physical appearance, which like actually quite literally means nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got this self self-worth tied up in what's happening on the outside when on the inside like Anne of Cleves and and Henry end up being really close so close that she gets to come back to the to the castle whenever she wants she gets to she was like hey bro what's up how you doing I'm coming to get some like butter um I feel better you know like she had that rapport with the entire kingdom and be able to come in and out and things um which, which I believe says so much about her character and so much to like, it's not what you do, it's how you do it, you know? Mm-hmm. So the way she handled the whole thing, like, listen, you want a little little shouty, a uh, little youngin? Go for it. But here's what we're <laughs> going to do. And here's how. Okay, cool, cool, cool. You want this treaty to remain with my father and my family? Here's what I'm going to bow out. You do you. But you're going to sign this saying that I get these things. Come on, prenup. I was like, girl, you better do it. So so I think that's where the adults who come and see the show, they're like, she was my favorite. I'm like, I know, mama. I'm sure she was. How did the divorce go, girl? You all right? Did you get everything? You all right? She's like, yeah, my ex-husband. Okay. Uh Wives Club. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? Oh, yeah. You don't own me. That's amazing. That's so cool. You were so great, Britt. And I cannot wait for everyone to be able to see you once Broadway is back. You know what I was thinking as you were talking? You know how like Come From Away is now filming. And of course, we have Hamilton's beautiful master shoot. Six would be perfect. But I do think the live experience does add a lot to it. Like I remember you like, you know, working with the crowd, like pointing out people in the front row, you know, it was so fun. Thank you. I do. I we're we're excited to see um, what the show can do. I do believe that it is a show that should be experienced live. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's because the the audience works as, you know, the seventh queen. Um, And Mm. because it literally you can relate to every single one of the queens in some kind of way. And that ultimately, which is what we're working on now, 
um, is is equality and literally understanding that we're all the same on a very basic mm-hmm. human level. Men, women, no matter what your sexual orientation or preference is, um, no matter what where where you are in life when you see it or what you're going through in life when you see it, it will impact you in some kind of positive way, right? Because it, it it's one of those ones that gives you strength, which is, I think, powerful in the way that we all come together at the end in this aha moment. Um, and and I, I think that's why six is a global phenomenon. And I it's not lost on me that this is the show that has that um, mm-hmm. because it's like it gets straight to the heart of the matter. And I love that about this show. I love that everyone looks so different and we're from so many different backgrounds. And I mean, how often does, you know, a black woman from Chicago like get to play an actual a German queen, like someone who actually existed. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about Galinda with a God. Like we're not mm-hmm. talking about made up make believe characters. We're not talking about, you know, uh, a lion. We're not talking about these characters that don't exist. She existed and it goes to show Broadway like, no, it works. That if the mm-hmm. story is just the story, it doesn't matter who tells it, right? So it does yeah. so much. So in moving forward and when we come back, it, the proof of it is in the eating. You know, it's you can see that the product works. So, it, it the the show's going to do so much. I think for us coming back, so much globally for boosting our esteem as human beings. Um, and I and I'm just excited and honored to be a part of such a brilliant show and and process. So. I'm excited, guys. Oh my goodness. So well said. You know, it it reminds me of like when Hamilton won in 2016, everyone was like, well, Broadway's changed forever. And this is sort of in that same vein of stories can be told and the representation can be there. It's it's so beautiful. Um, I mean, I I I think there's gonna be some uh, some awards come come reopening. Six is gonna be that show. I really think so. I wonder if they'll do the um nominate every girl as like all in one thing. Remember how they did that in London? I'm looking forward to six being something that like, like, because individually you had like Jeremy Pope do that, right? In Choir Boy and in Ain't Too Proud. And so then you have the West End that did this big thing. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, there is no, because we are each other's ensemble and we are principals. So, okay, Mm -hmm. how do we like, like, go ahead. Like, don't be afraid. You know, yeah, Robert, yeah. like, go ahead and do it. And let's just see what sticks and see what happens, which um, I just am, I'm, 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 I'm eager to side out. I mean, I'm looking, you know, to see if, if, if we jump together, you know, yeah. and see what, see what, see what happens because we could definitely, obviously we make more change together. Um, so I think um, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to see what, what we're going to do with it. So. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh my God, I love it. Okay, so we are sadly wrapping up, but we like to end on a dose of drama, that pop culture musing, that thing that's on your mind that you just can't wait to share with with the group and with the listeners. And I'm going to kick it off today because there's something that I've been feeling dramatic about for months, maybe even years, but I finally was able to just verbalize it recently. And it's this. When When there's a television show and it's amazing, it's been running for one season, two seasons, maybe even three And suddenly one of the characters gets sent to prison and then the show becomes like a prison show. I really don't like that. I think shows about prison are very specific. You've got Orange is the New Black, uh, Prison Break. Oz. Oz. It really can change the feeling of a show. Or like, for example, an amazing miniseries, The Night Of, starring Riz Ahmed, which I'm I'm obsessed with and I talk about like every, you know, every other week on the pod, but that's a show. Okay, the prison storyline really serves it. But like, I really can't, if your show is not about prison, don't send characters to prison because I just don't really know that it, it can really affect the tone in a way that's a different show. It's not necessarily a show you want to be watching, so. Well, I agree because when someone then gets out of prison, there's so many repercussions mentally and everything that the the character will suddenly, like I'm thinking about Riverdale, which yes, I do still watch. Yes, I am 20. And I, you know, I've watched the main character go to prison and come out and be relatively unscathed. Whereas prison is not cute. And so it's, it's, 
unless you're going to actually deal with the mental health storylines that come after, I don't know. I know. I know. I know. All right. Dylan or Britt, dose of drama. Okay. So my dose of drama is so exciting. After begging and pleading, Disney Plus is finally putting the Brandy and Whitney Houston Cinderella on, which it was on YouTube for a little while. And that's how I watched it a few years ago. But I'm so excited. I I hope that everyone watches together. I think this is going to be on Friday February 12th. It is so good. I'm, I know that it's going to stand up. And here's an example of just beautiful casting, beautiful leadership. Whitney produced this project. She had, she believed in Brandy and it is so good. Uh, Bernadette Peters is in it. And oh my goodness. And Victor Garper is in it, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. And Vianne Cox. It is so, so good. And I hope that everyone watches and it's probably like 90 minutes so just enter that joy and and live and it's possible. For a plain yellow pumpkin to become a golden carriage. That's right. <laughs> I just like you kind of have to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. I am here for that. I will say that I have it on DVD. Oh. I also have it recorded on VHS from when it aired on television originally. <laughs> so I love watching it. that and I do have a DVD player and a VCR. Nice. Because I, me, myself, I am vintage. Um, so, like, as a human. Um, not antique, though. <laughs> uh, sorry. So, I am very <laughs> excited. I am very, very excited for that to happen as well. Um, I think, okay, okay. So, like, for my dose of, like, pop culture, um, I have been watching. So, first of all, I am a Star Wars, like, phenom. Um, mm-hmm. I have the original like trilogy on the VHS, the box set. I remember it. And so I have that. Um, not that not episodes one to two. I don't know what was happening there. I don't know. I don't know what was. I was like, not Lee. Like what? I mean, Queen Amidala was beat. Like she was beat though. She was. Oh yes. To share realness, and I was like, uh-huh. share is my happy place, so I'm okay with that. It was um, drag. Full. On speaking of drag, I just got to shout out my mama because I just want to thank her for introducing me to RuPaul when I was very, very young. Um, and she was like, let me talk to you about who RuPaul is. And I was like, wow. okay, tell me and told me and taught me about drag queens and the culture and Studio 54 and like all the things when I was very young um, because your girl watches Spike Lee. So RuPaul had a cameo in Crooklyn. And oh, it, yeah. it's epic, okay? And, you know, Rue's just stunning. And I was just like, yeah, okay, cool. So anyway. Oh, I love that. Y'all, my mom is like, what? I so know. Love her. love her. Thanks, mom. Um, because drag race is everything I need right now. Oh, yes. So I, but my dose is, I love Mandalorian. Love it, love it, love it. Oh, yeah. And I just am freaking out and all the things. How some never. I'm also a Marvel universe person. Okay. Mm-hmm. So WandaVision, y'all. I know. Stop it. Stop. Just cut it out. Okay. The cameo. I just. I know. Which we just in case anyone hasn't watched yet. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it. No spoilers. But like. Yeah. yeah. Y'all. I know. I know. It doesn't have to be that good, but it is that good, you know? Masterclasses all mm-hmm. the way around. I was like, first of all, y'all better give me We Just Grew Up. Stop it! Yes. Um, so <laughs> WandaVision is what I am living my best life on mm-hmm. right now. Uh, the Jasmine Sullivan, Jasmine Sullivan's new album, every female experience, I think, in life um, and relationship experience. So everybody needs to go ahead and dose on that. Have a Beverage, close, because mm-hmm. you will need it. Um, and a box of tissue. Um, oh, yeah. Because that is everything. And uh, yeah, we had Atu Blanks and Wood a few weeks ago from Slave Play on, uh, and he recommended Jasmine Sullivan. And I listened immediately. Also, just want to talk about like a brilliantly crafted album. Like it's, it is so unique. I just like, should we see it on stage? It feels very cinematic, theatrical to me. Yeah. 
like just her in concert giving you a sensible live at Carnegie, right? But like these women are on the stage, they're on a sofa. So the monologues are there in between. Come on, honey, mm-hmm. let me direct this for Jasmine. Call uh-huh. me, boo I got you. I ain't got nothing to do. I ain't got nothing to do. I'm here. I'm fostering. It's fine. So those are my like culture doses. And I love it. All the podcasts, too. I wasn't a podcast person, to be honest, until I've done so many. And um, I just love I just like I just love them. I do. Honestly, mm-hmm. I really do. And so there we go. And we're so thankful to have you on ours. This was a delight. Yes. I literally want to hang out with you as soon as this pandemic ends. <laughs> I take walks every day. So if you want to meet outside for some coffee, let me know. <laughs> You're in Ohio. Are you both in Ohio? We are for now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We were in Harlem for years, but we both, you know, lost our jobs because of the pandemic. So we decided not to renew our lease in our beloved apartment. Beloved. It, it, it was time to move on. It was time to move on from that place in general. I don't know that we would have had the pandemic not hit. My plan is to be back in New York by summer. I mean, I'm, I'm here, guys. I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. And the prices are cute. That's what the word on the street is. Telly Leung was telling us that as well. So like real cute i think they're gonna start to pretend they want to do some increasing because you know once the summer hits and all that yeah so like um the landlord can i can i just move to another unit in the building they're all because that's cheaper Uh than whatever of course right or threaten to leave and then they'll be like oh yeah we'll actually take off this much yeah i wish and he was like so you want to clear up your balance before you go or (laughs) 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 i love it well brit Thank you, thank you, thank you. Everyone needs to follow you on Instagram at BritMac8 to get the amazing photo shoot that you did with Michael Hull, to get all of the content. We are obsessed and cannot wait to see you in six again. This Let's say it's going to be this year. Let's just say. And let's just say it's going to be this year. And for you guys, we're doing for Valentine's Day... Um, me and a couple other queens, Samantha Polly and Andrea Macassette, are doing like a little Valentine's Day little situation. Oh, cute. And so I may just send you guys a link. Yes. Oh my God, stop it. That would be an, um, unreal. You're so sweet. Um, the rumors are true. You're a queen and we adore you. Everyone should, of course, follow you. Everyone should follow us at the Drama Podcast, me at Dylan McDowell, Connor at Connor McDowell. And we will um, see you next time. Drama. Drama.